0: WebmasterRadio.fm would like to thank you for listening to the SEO Rockstars. Whether you're a first-generation SEO or a newbie, you will rock with the best SEOs on the planet when you download the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, now available in the iTunes Store or on Google Play. Download every SEO Rockstar show since 2004 right to your phone. For those white hats and black hats jamming and spamming with the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, We salute you. Download the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app for iTunes and Google Play
1: now. Transmitting from WebmasterRadio.fm World Headquarters in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Get ready to tap into the minds of the founding fathers of SEO. Rocket, rocket to the next generation of Search Engine Optimization 3.0 with traffic that will put your website into a head-on collision. Decades of combined SEO expertise give their take on the world of SEO and give you free expert advice with their weekly site clinic. Now, here are the princes of PageRank, the heroes of HTML, the sultans of search. The The SEO SEO Rockstars. All righty.
2: Let's rock today, everyone. Today is May 13th, 2014. And this is Chris Boggs. I'm one of the SEO Rockstars co-hosts. I'm with Internet Marketing Ninjas, also serve on the board of Simbo. And I'm joined by Jim Boykin. Uh, Our regular other co-host, Darren Babin, is unavailable today, but Jim and I. Uh, we'll uh, be guiding you through some SEO discussion. How are you doing today, Jim?
3: Wonderful, Chris. Wonderful, Chris. You know, uh, th- there's always stuff to talk about in the news. <laughs> there's always, like Whenever Matt Cutts opens up his mouth, everyone's always looking at it. We got... Uh, Dwayne from Bing now talking a lot, so it's it's you know it's really good that there's these uh, uh, the the spokesmen for the search engines are are keeping us busy. Um, I, I know we yeah, have some things right. to talk about, Dwayne and Matt today. So
2: yeah, you're right, and and you know let's let's kind of reminisce and think back. Uh, you know when when you and I were first hanging out at conferences in the mid two thousands, uh, Matt Cutts was this kind of happy really cool dude. He was very inclusive of us and uh, was really kind of like, he seemed like the per. like, now that I look back on it, he was almost too perfect, right? Because here was somebody from Google that was nice. Uh, sure, he didn't drink uh, while he was sitting there sucking information from you. Uh, he was drinking a soda, but other than that, I think everyone really loved Matt and has, has loved him for years. Uh, and Dwayne's kind of gone into this position, but if you think about it, I mean, I can't think of any other industry where um, an entity like Google or an entity like Bing has these really direct spokespeople that are involved directly with the community of what you could say is a symbiotic community of SEOs. Um, you know, I think that's pretty cool that we got that going for us. What do you think?
3: You know, I think, I think that uh, Google and Bing are incredibly lucky with having people like Matt Cutts and Dwayne Forrester working for them. Because whatever these guys say, you know, people are going to pull out their magnifying glass. They're going to be reading into everything. And suddenly someone does a video about, you know, was I, th- I think even a week ago, you know, like Matt Cutts did a video where he basically said, uh, you know, links are, are still going to be a major part of our algorithm for many years to come. And that was translated into I think it was like on search engine land or something to you know uh links. Links as a algorithm factor are going to be going away. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, did we watch the same video here? He said it was going to be links were going to be a major ranking factor for years, and yet, you know, it gets translated uh, different ways by different people. Uh, and and so, you know, they are really lucky in having those two people as uh, as reps of the companies and a spokesman of the company. And um, you know, I, I have I have mad respect for both of them. I I don't always agree with everything from them, especially with Matt, but I understand where he's coming from, and you know I, I do have that mad respect for uh, both both uh, Matt and Dwayne.
2: Well, let's talk about Matt's um, latest um, – I'm, I'm uh, look, I'm referencing some coverage uh, from Barry Schwartz that uh, was at Search Engine Land. And I'll actually throw in a link here into the chat room if anyone's joining us in the chat room uh, live here today on the 13th of May. Uh, but um, Matt um, has some regrets. It's kind of sad. I think uh, uh, maybe if we could get Brasco to cue some really soft, uh, you know, inspirational music to talk about some of Matt's regrets. We have Paid paid Link's regrets and Content Farms' regrets. So let's talk about the first one. I I want your opinion, uh, Jim, on, you know, the first regret that's cited from this video is that he says he was told in the mid to early 2000s, uh, a well-known SEO told him that paid links are too common and that there are no ways for yeah. Google to fight against it. Um, so now he, it says, so, in two thousand and five or so, Google cracked yeah. down heavily on paid links so i 'm thinking i' remember <laughs> well, paid links working till about two thousand and twelve at least right so uh, what are your yeah. thoughts on the on the regret that he says that he he ah. had in terms of not cracking down on paid links soon enough first of all isn 't that a little bit uh, I mean, you know, I, I'm I'm I love white hats and everything like that, but that seems to be kinda of strange for an SEO to be having that conversation with Matt in the first place
3: well if people people are some people are cocky, and you know there's always the people who say, "Well, how can Google really tell if it's a paid link and you'll never be able to tell and it's like you know I call b s on that because I can go into any link that anyone has got, and you know with a in my guess a ninety nine point nine percent like accuracy, I can tell you if that was a a natural link that you never asked for that just happened to show up or if or if it was a a, a paid link one one way or another so uh, you know, I think people people got a little bit too confident. You know, and I, I think you know Google has always had this um, this war with paid links. It's it's been going on since before uh, uh, when Matt Cutts talks about you know first hearing that and. Oh five or oh six, you know, and well, I, I know they were uh, still dishing out the penalties before then. Um, you know, how do I say through through my long history of doing SEO, I have occasionally in the past ridden that gray line before, and sometimes that gray line has moved. And in uh, November of two, actually October of two thousand and three. Um, you know, we had some clients that were affected. I mean, and that was back in the days when, you know, it was try try to become a page rank eight site. You know, if you if you can get a link from a page rank nine, you're a page rank eight. Google would do its dance. You'd be number one. The world was a wonderful place. Uh, and then in October of 2003, um, you know, Google, Google came after a handful of our clients and pushed them down and said, uh, thou shall not buy PageRank. And that's when, I, that's when I learned the PageRank lesson. So, you know, they've, they've always been, um, how do I say, like over the years, they've certainly always been taking action against websites. I think with this new update of the, uh, the Penguin, um, which is what now we're a year and a half or two years into this, um, I guess close to two years now. Um, you know i guess it's more of an official thing where you know like every 6 months google's going to do a big update a whole bunch of sites that appear to have unnatural backlinks that form some type of pattern are going to get hit or there's going to be manual action against It's just a more official thing, Uh, and people kind of expect it. All right, every six months, a whole bunch of sites are going to get whacked, or uh, this week, you know, it's going to be five German networks are taken down, and, you know, next next week, Matt will be talking about, you know, a whole bunch of Italian network of sites that they took down or whatever. Yeah, I guess there's, you know, I guess it's more official now, whereas back in the day, maybe you were hit. You didn't, like, open up your mouth and be like, hey, I got smacked by Google. Anyone else here got smacked? Back by Google, like you know, it was like a, ooh, you know, let's not talk about this. But now, um, you know, now with the with the, the Penguin update, you know, it's talked about and it's talked about a lot. And now there's the reconsideration request, and now there's the disavow, and now everyone has to analyze their links and be like, is this a good link or a bad link? And you know, I guess uh, it's more public now. So they always were, I guess. It's just become a lot more public within the past few years. So I guess that's probably one thing that, you know, when Matt says he regrets not, uh, uh, not taking action on this sooner, maybe he regrets maybe the size of his team or how many they were penalizing or regrets that it's not as public now because now today people are scared to get links. You know, it's yeah. it's kind of yeah. gone to the other extreme where real good websites that used to link out naturally to other good websites, they're afraid to link out now. Um, yeah, yes, know or people are anything. getting,
2: uh, <laughs> right, or people are getting contacted and they're, um, frankly, um, you know, there's people that are upset getting reached out yeah. to saying, look, um, you know, we've been freely giving you this link uh, for some time because we think it's useful to our visitors and why the heck or how the heck would you dare to contact me and ask me to take down this link uh, and, and they don't understand with that all this backstory is going on. So someday, some year, somebody yeah. will stumble across. This podcast, and they'll be like, "Oh yeah, that's that." But not everyone knows as much about SEO as we do. Now, t- one one quick uh, quick answer, Jim, uh, on the second regret that he uh, listed, and <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a buzzer after around sixty seconds so that we can go to an ad. But uh, the other thing is uh, content farms, right? And um, yep. it's interesting because he talks about uh, how he had sort of rushed to judgment uh, based on some feedback again that he received. Now, in this case, it wasn't an SEO at a conference, but it was uh, actually a larger group of people uh, and and that he had, uh, you know, sort of taken some actions uh, but that he he feels that they could have done more sooner in order to get rid of the power of some of this content farm crap, right? Like you remember what we're talking about here. I mean, if you think about something like a a place that puts a video up for how to exchange a printer ribbon and then they put one up that's how to exchange it right-handed and another one is left-handed and another one's at night and so forth. So well, you know real why they quick, did that. Real quick, if you could take a minute, yeah. and and yeah. you know, should he have acted down sooner on uh, content farms?
3: Are you kidding? Google wouldn't let them because all these sites you're talking about, with a you know, how do you cut with scissors in your left hand or how do you cut with scissors in your right hand? All these sites and all those pages were all created for one purpose: AdSense. People would write those pages, put the great big Google AdSense ad on top. You know the big square that make a navigation bar that looks like, or a a Google ad that looks like a navigation bar. Like the whole trick with all that was feed Google food so we can make money from these clicks. And for years it was, you know, like people would ask us too. You know, shit, I created these kind of sites too on the side. You know, there they were content sites based on keyword research for the whole money of making word or making money with Google AdSense. And that's what everyone did. It's what all the biggest sites did as well. You know, you look yeah. at, the, uh, at the about.coms and these others and, and the e wherever it's like, and Google was paying them all, all, all of this money. So I'm sure yeah. that people would ask them, well, what does Google think? And it's like, well, Google's making money. We're making money. We're all happy. Right. And then when Google that's, started out with the end update, they, they started right out with the places that they, in essence, created and were paying and then penalized them. Um, saying that, well, now we want better content. Now that we have enough money here at Google, and Rihanna is relying upon, uh, you know, the the AdSense uh, slash AdWords network, uh, we can do this now. But in, in the beginning, why didn't they do that? <laughs> Google was making money hand over yep. foot with all those. That, kind of and stuff.
2: that's it. That's it. Let's. Uh, you know what? We got a break. Uh, we're getting a real high sign here. Um, we're gonna break, and we're gonna come back, and uh, maybe wrap this topic real quick, and then go on to some words of warning and wisdom from our friend Dwayne Forster at Bing. Uh, we'll be right back with the SEO Rockstars.
1: You're listening to the SEO Rockstars, exclusively on webmasterradio.fm.
3: bruceclay.com.
4: When you started your business, you first listened to your professors. Now that your business is growing and gaining ground, you only seek out professionals. PPC Professionals, an industry leader for highly optimized search marketing campaigns with over 30 years of combined management experience. Our professional approach to every campaign helps you find every avenue of revenue so that you can not only stay ahead of your competitors, to get a return on your investment and increase your bottom line. PTC Professionals. Personal, professional, PPC services. PPCprofessionals.com.
0: WebmasterRadio.fm listeners get an additional 30 days free after the free 30-day trial. Go to ShipStation.com slash WebmasterRadio now. Shipping Nirvana starts here. Your mission, initiate internet marketing measures. Your arsenal, the weapons of mass marketing. Weapons of mass marketing. On demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel. Only on Webmaster Radio.fm.
1: Now let's get back to jamming and spamming with the SEO Rock Stars. Exclusively on Webmaster Radio.fm. All right.
2: Welcome back, everyone. Today is May 13, 2014. This is Chris Boggs. I'm here with Jim Boykin, uh, my co-host of the SEO Rockstars. Uh, We're unfortunately devoid of Darren today, but we wish him well, and I'm sure he'll be back uh, here soon. Not that he's sick or anything. I'm just saying we wish him well, like, hey, dude. I hope you're well. Uh, so,
3: Jim, how are you? Are you well? <laughs> I am well. There was a little bit of scare here yesterday that I had the the cooties from the office, but I think I'm okay now. <laughs> I know. I didn't
2: want to meet with you earlier today. I, I, I thought we should maybe have everyone was offices. avoiding me. They're
3: all like yelling at like like at like me from across the room. Are you okay
2: today, Jim? Yes. <laughs> So and any kind of uh, I think I think we pretty much covered the Matt Cutts regrets uh, and and maybe uh, hopefully Brasco will have queued over some nice classical music over that portion of the show. Uh, let's talk about um, Bing and 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 actually Dwayne Forster, um did a. Uh, Uh, a blog post on the Bing Bing Webmaster blog uh, last Friday, I guess it was, and it was covered by Matt Southern over at the Search Engine Journal uh, in regards to uh, the 10... most common SEO myths so I think that that should be able to take us through the rest of this show um, let's start uh, and, and actually we are also looking at a side article uh, from search Engine roundtable and uh, where Barry Schwartz called out specifically that unnatural links equals advanced knowledge of links so that'll be one of these uh, uh, one of these topics here but uh, let's just kind of roll through these Jim and I, I'm curious uh, um, what your thoughts are on these SEO myths and I'm going to try to keep you on a timer so we can get through all ten of these Uh, I need to rank number one that's the number one SEO myth Uh, according to the SEJ Dwayne says it's nice to be on top (laughs) snicker snicker but actual rankings fluctuate on a daily basis he also says not to obsess too much over being on the first page as the click through rates for the top positions on the second page are oftentimes higher than the click through rates for the lower positions on the first page okay uh, so what do you think about I need to rank number one? Is that an SEO
3: myth? Uh, yeah, you know, it's I, I get this a lot um, from people. They call up and, you know, their number one goal is I need to be number one for blue widgets, you know, or whatever their phrase is. And it's like, oh, man, you know, and, and then it's a whole re-education. Like anyone that says that, huge danger signs. Um, you know, the only way that you get to number one for a specific phrase is either, you know, your your company name is you know Blue Widgets and your domain is bluewidgets.com dot com, and thus people are linking to you with the words Blue Widgets, and thus you rank high. Um, you know, if if uh, if your name and if your company name includes that phrase, that's certainly a, a help. But if the name of your company is you know uh Jim Store and I'm trying to get number one for blue widgets, then I need other websites to link to my, you know, probably homepage with the phrase blue widgets. And that doesn't happen naturally uh, very often at all. And if I want to be number one, I need to get a whole bunch of people to link to me with the phrase blue widgets. And the problem with that is, you know, literally any way that you would do that is a way that you can get uh, penalized for Um, All right, stop on that for a
2: second, Jim, if you don't mind. Um, So specifically, I I agree with where you're going, but do you think, in general, and briefly, does the is it a myth that you need to rank number one? I mean, what are the? uh, Let's talk specifically about where somebody should have their goals of ranking, if that is a goal at all.
3: Yeah, I mean, Uh, uh, it, it it basically shouldn't be a goal. I mean, of course. Of course, you know, I, I would personally love to be number one for internet marketing, um, and that's and that's a wish, but I'm not going to go out there and, and uh, try and do things to get the words, the exact phrase of internet marketing to link to me, um, because anything that I would do to try and get that is pretty much uh, has a risk of being penalized for. So, so
2: you're saying uh, that if, if you're thinking I need to rank number one, you're more likely to get into some behavior that's risky. Let's move on to the next one, Jim, uh, which is my title tag will save me. Dwayne says, and again, I'm I'm reading along here thanks to Matt Southerns uh from Search Engine General, his coverage of it. So it's a nice easy uh template for me to use here to guide through this discussion. Uh we've got the link in the chat room if you're online. Uh my title tag will save me. Dwayne says titles are important, but they won't save a quote sinking ship if you neglect everything else. Now it seems like uh, um, pretty much of a no-brainer. Is that an SEO myth, it, it, even, that my title tag will save me?
3: Yeah, I don't think I've ever had someone say, well, I'll just edit the title tags and I'll be done. But, <laughs> but the title tags... Oh, uh, it's funny. I, I guess... Have you? No, um, yeah, that's I, funny you say that, because
2: we had a, uh, a an airline back like three jobs ago that I could probably talk about, but I won't say their name, but they're from a, a certain state, and they wanted rank for that state... Uh, Description or sort of a stemming of the state name plus vacations, yeah. and all they had to do was put it in their homepage title, and voila. Uh, so yeah. I mean, that that's an example for a big brand, but I think you're right in that, you know, for little brands. Yeah. Uh,
3: I mean I mean the title tag is certainly uh it, it's an extremely important on page factor we would call it, so having keywords in your title tag is is very important for an s e o campaign um, but I think this stems from you know years ago there were there were a lot of big companies as well in the s e o space that you know this was before social media and and these companies wouldn't do any link building. You know, they would—they wouldn't have anyone on staff building links. And what they were given to people every single month was, "We're going to edit your title tags and your and your meta tags <laughs> every single month." And that was kind of their surface. And it's Good like, point. yo, you know, like that. Without you know doing things to try and uh, get other people to mention you or to link to you, is, uh, is is really a failed strategy. And I think there were a lot of uh, big SEO companies that relied. Upon just doing on-page things, and on-page is certainly not enough. You know, you need to you need to do good things to get the brand mentions and links and social and all that stuff. Now, all the stuff below. Okay, so what about, about, about?
2: Good point. So what about the the opposite? Uh, and and I can actually. Why don't I lump the next two together because I think they're close uh, to each other. <laughs> the myths that are identified, and the first is social is all I need, and the second is, or actually, number three and four in this list are videos are all I need. So, uh, you just mentioned that, uh, people have to consider social, uh, are yeah, those I myths, think, uh, obviously that's all they need.
3: Yeah, I think, I think, I don't think I've ever heard someone say social is all I need, but I have heard another myth, which is I don't need social. I hear that a million yeah, right. times more than I ever hear someone say social is all I need. I think, I think the bigger myth is the people that say we don't need social. And I think the people that you know, for years I bought into that too. You know, I'd be like, Who's gonna buy this product on Twitter or Facebook or you know, Google Plus or any of this? Like no one's really gonna buy anything from there. And and I thought it was a waste of time for a long time as well, and I held off on it. But now it appears as if some of these social factors you could say, or brand mentions or these social signals um, are being picked up by Google and Bing, and they're now part of the algorithm. And so, you know, I think that those that say that they don't need social, those are going to be the people that are going to be behind um, and, all, and all their competitors that are doing social may not be getting sales from it, but as far as uh, uh, being ranked stronger in, in Bing and being in Google, they're going to be much stronger, especially uh, going into the future here. So I think the bigger myth is people say they don't need social, and, and I would argue with that and say you do need social because if you're concerned with SEO, then you should be concerned about social now. Um, Good point so.
2: and, and and great differentiation there. We're going to take a, another quick break before we come back and wrap up these uh, top ten myths. Uh, so stay with us and uh, SEO Rockstars will be right back.
1: You're listening to the SEO Rockstars, exclusively on webmasterradio.fm.
0: WebmasterRadio.fm is home to some of the most respected authorities in all aspects of internet marketing. I'm
4: Maria Retan.
1: This is is Tim Ash. James and Arlene Martell here. This is Ross Dunn and this is John Carco. This is Dush Ramachan. This is Bennett Kelly.
4: This is Jillian Music.
0: From SEO, to affiliate marketing, to social media, e-commerce, mobile marketing, and so much more. Our hosts travel to all stretches of the world and speak to the impact players that are affecting our industry.
4: Please join me in welcoming Andrew Hayford.
3: Pleased to have Jim Lenzone. Please welcome Ariana Huffington. Please welcome Jason Calcanis.
0: On Air, On Demand. And available on every mobile device that you can imagine. This is Webmaster Radio.fm. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere.
1: Get back to jamming and spamming with the SEO Rockstars, exclusively on webmasterradio.fm.
2: All right. Welcome back, everyone. It's May 13, 2014, and I'm here with Jim Boykin. This is Chris Boggs. Uh, we are probably going to go a little bit over a half an hour because we got to finish out this top 10 myths. Um, so I guess, you know, like the rock stars that we are, we'll take it up to 11 because it goes to 11. <laughs> Um, but we'll actually only do ten. But you know, euph- euphemistically, we'll take it to eleven. Get it, Jim?
3: Hey.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <So funny>. <laughs> 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 All right. So, uh, buying ads helps my rankings. You said earlier on uh, that it's possible that Google was a little slow-footed in removing some content spam because it made them money. <laughs> so, how about the reverse of that? Buying ads helps my rankings. Uh, Dwayne says no way. And you agree with that? <laughs>
3: I I do and I know that Matt Cutts has said that there's, you know, a, a chinese wall between the two sides and I'm I'm probably in the minority that actually believe them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um there there are certainly a lot of other people that are like they call BS on that um but I I tend to what believe Those them millions wall?
2: spent on on buying ads for internet marketing just so you could rank first on Jim?
3: yeah it didn't work (laughs) but you know you know a side thing is it is kind of funny that if you do buy ads um there are certain scraper sites that will pick those up and actually change the link so that they are direct links to you and you know there is a certain amount of junk that you get um when you do buy ads where a certain percentage of that junk is probably getting through so there probably is like the tiniest of tiny help going through um, but I, I guess you know I 99% believe uh, Google and Bing when they do say that you know buying buying any of the ads is not going to increase your organic rankings. You know there might be a little okay. slight little effect from scrapers, but not enough yeah. to make any so- difference.
2: We're in agreement there. Buying ads will not help your rankings for the nth time since uh, 2000. Um, so the next couple are really good. Uh, the, the one is I make t- awesome content. It actually says I make <laughs> awesome content. Uh, you don't get to decide whether or not you make awesome content. Your visitors do is the quote uh, <laughs> from uh, how Matt Southern uh, transcribed trans- uh, it from the video.
3: Do uh, you agree? Do people think yes, they make awesome you know, content and often not? Everyone everyone that I talk to, you know, whenever I go to a conference, they're always like, you know, our content's good, it's original. And then when I start digging into their site, it's like, you know, you wonder, you know, here here's one of the big reasons why sites were hit by uh, Panda. And I was because, you know, you had the site that maybe was, you know, a 200-page website back in 05. And, you know, maybe they were making, you know, $1,000 a month. And they said, gee, you know, what if I had a 10,000-page a website? I'd be making a hell of a lot more money every single month. So everyone, like, said, all right. How do we get a lot of content? It has to be original, um, and we need a lot of this. we got to make it cheap so you know let me let me go to places where I can see how cheap I can get this original content and so for years, the game was you know how much content can you get at how little of a cost and so you'd have people that English was not their first language writing stuff that was uh it, it was original. I'll give them that. <laughs> But really wasn't all that really wasn't all that good, and you know these people well. Yeah, we did it. We did have some people that rate some of our content. It's like yeah, you know, ninety eight percent of your content was this junk. And when you say you have good content, you're just talking about your regular pages. I think when when Dwayne talks about you know here that it's really the user who rates it. You know, it's really what does the individual do. That comes to any one of your specific web pages. What is the user reaction? You know, and um, you know, did they go by, like? Let's say someone searches for blue widgets and they land on your page and they look at your page and they decide they're going to go back to Google and click on someone else because they weren't happy. You know, that the person that goes to a page and then goes back to that Google search and clicks on someone else. You know, to me that sends a very clear signal to Google that your page wasn't any good. Um, yep. A lot of people confuse it with bounce rate. They look at bounce rate and they're like, oh, you know, my bounce rate is high or low, but, you know, there's two different bounces. You know, someone can bounce back to Google or someone can go to your webpage, pull out blue widgets, read it, and then bounce off to Facebook or Twitter. Now, those are both the same bounces when you look into your analytics, but, you know, the person that goes to Facebook or Twitter, Google understands that. And to them, it's like they found the answer. So a lot of people think they can look at their bounce rate and kind of tell what users think, but there's – Google doesn't differentiate, in a sense, between the good bounce and the bad bounce. But, yeah, you know, if it – no, we should probably Excellent point,
2: <laughs> and, and that's very educational. Uh, listen, there's four more, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to leave number seven and come back to it for you to kind of close this off today. I want to quickly provide a brief opinion that I think you'll agree with, but you can just cough really loudly if you disagree. Uh, so number eight is marking up my content will help it rank. Um, you know, it helps better understand the content according to Dwayne, but it doesn't boost ranking. I would simply uh, summarize that as that's the old you know, there's three kind of areas of SEO. Uh, one has to do with technical SEO, which primarily has to do with indexation uh, versus ranking. And that's what markups for is indexation help. And and, and also, of course, it could help maybe, uh, you could argue that it could help click-through rate depending on some of the uh, rich uh, snippets that are generated as, a, as far as the markup. Uh, the, sec- the next one is usability is different than SEO. Uh, I think we uh, all agree that that is a myth. And, and, and that those people that have been thinking uh, – and, and you just went through a brilliant example and, and description of, of why usability is important and why it's such a core part of SEO. So I don't need to go through that anymore. And then SEO is all I need. Uh, you know, real marketing takes more than just SEO, I think, is obviously uh, – Probably, um, uh, Dwayne says that just doing one thing well doesn't necessarily lead to success. Uh, we're uh, we would love for everyone to do only SEO and only with us, right? But we wouldn't because we know that that they would be limited and and that our SEO would be limited by them uh, trying to put all their eggs in that one basket. It does seem that uh, uh, historically, the more integrated and and cross functional uh, campaign is across paid and owned and earned media, uh, the more uh, important it is now i want you to comment on the last one jim which is links that are all i need and specifically what was dissected by barry is the quote you want links to surprise you you should never know in advance a link is coming or where it's coming from if you do that's the wrong path is that true and
3: and i mean what, what do you think well he's he's right um certainly duane is is right in that comment in fact it's it's a great quotable um quote as well you know you shouldn't know where your links are coming from they should be surprises surprise i've gotten these links um you know he's he's right real good marketing today you know is is much it's much more than link building and you almost can't force it today whereas in the past you know it was like you know as soon as everyone found that links were the major factor in google's algorithm you know then then all these techniques started you know the link trade days and then you know we then did three-way linking and even before all that there was by the high paid rank links and you know all, all kind of different methods to try and and get links and i think it's actually it's really cool in that you know Google and bang, and especially google with uh, with penguin is is uh, showing people that you can get penalized for um, for doing any type of aggressive link building or unnatural link building, and so it's it's in a sense forced us as SEOs to be like, all right, you know, how do, how do we get those kind of links that you know that we're not asking for, or we're not paying people to, hey, can you here's fifty bucks, you know, can you link to me with blue widgets to my homepage or whatever? Like, how do you get those natural links? And um, you know, and to get the natural links means. You must now create that great site. You must have those assets. You must have things that, you know, you know just kind of an example, like our site, uh, InternetMarketingNinjas.com. Dot, dot we don't go out and ask for links. We don't tell people, hey, you know, can you link to our homepage with Internet Marketing Ninjas? And I don't know where our links are going to come from just like this. You know, we we give away free tools. Um, and people tend to link to us because we have free tools. We have, uh, uh, we have a very active blog. We have about 10 people blogging on our site on a regular basis that are well-known people. Um, and so people tend to quote them and, and give us links. But, you know, I think that's the some, some
2: not blogging on that regular of a basis.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chris, When's
2: your... When's your next one it's coming, it's coming.
3: But, uh, but we do you, need to wrap know, guess... it up,
2: though, Jim, so, so close it up. All right, buddy, we've we got to yeah. shut it down here.
3: Sure. You know, but I you know, I, I do think that today is a really great day because now you have to do real marketing things to get real people to talk about you. And if and if you don't have that great site and you don't have great assets like on your website and you're not doing social and you're not doing the other things that we've talked about and you think that SEO alone or link building alone can carry you, um, yeah, that may have been true in the past, and may be partially true today, but tomorrow it's not true. And so, you know, you need to be creating things on your website to get people to talk about you. And, you know, there's always the people that say, I've got a boring topic. It's like BS, you know, you can make whatever it is exciting and you can do better than your competitors and you can get people talking about you and that's going to build your brand and it's going to build your SEO and as a side part of that it may even build some links and so um, you know it's, it's a great day and I, I think I think uh, Dwayne was 100% correct on that because anything that you're doing where you know the links ahead of time um, you're doing something which is risking getting your site penalized so it may work really good but on the flip side you can get penalized so it's really not worth it to do it anymore
2: all right well um everyone thank you for being with us today uh for the seo rock stars uh hopefully we'll get darren back with us next time but otherwise you know that jim and i will be here uh next tuesday the 20th so come back and join us then and until then rock on rock on jim rock on yeah.